Hey, Jason, the other Jason. So character death, just listen to, you know, your dead Jim, your latest episode. I, I think it is more acceptable in a West Marches or drop in, drop out game than a traditional game because it's easy enough to make another character, especially if you let people come in at roughly the same power level as the other characters in the game. But even in a traditional game, I think it's a, I, I think you have to have the possibility of death in a game. I'm a big fan of having, and it sounds like there was a role made in that game, so I'm not sure exactly. I apologize. I, don't, I, I listen to what you say, but I, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention, so I'm not positive what system you guys are using or, or if you're doing house rules and stuff. But I, I like the idea of um, roll the body over kind of thing where you go down to zero hit points, you're out of the fight, or, but when they bring you back, you're on the table, there's a chance you die, there's a chance you have a, a continuing wound or a scar or something like that. But I do think the possibility of death should be there to keep the stakes up, to be honest. And, and here, you, you guys did exactly what I like to see in a traditional game. You've got other characters right there, so the player doesn't have to sit out. You know, you could pick up one of your followers. Sadly, you know, your follower with three strengths sounds pretty pitiful in that manner. But you were able to marshal and, and go to that character's strengths, right? You know, marshal followers and do other things. So, you know, maybe it's more of a... Um, you, you know, personality type, and he's sending, you know, so he's going to have his followers and, and direct his troops, and you, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's just a different style. Um, and, and again, I haven't paid that much attention to your write-ups as far as committing memory, so um, not positive. But yeah, I think the way you described it sounds about the way I, I would do it. The way I kind of think it, it it has to be handled in these kind of games. And yes, I understand you're not running the game. You're a player in the game. So I'm saying the way you handled it. I, I meant your table handled it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always tough. And definitely in a traditional game, in a, you know, where you have a regular group that's meeting regularly, the having to do a continuous arc, having a lot of death in there is going to be disruptive. So you don't want that. But but I do think it needs to be there to keep, you know, some sense of, or I, I don't know, I guess I guess it doesn't have to be there. But you need to have something. You can't just get knocked down to zero and get up and get knocked down to zero and get up. You, you know, whether you have scars and permanent wounds and eventually the characters have to retire because they're too beat up and broken to continue adventuring. But you have to have something in there to, to you, you, I, I think, maybe not. I don't know. Heck. But, yeah, it, it, it's a tough situation. And, and no GM wants to kill their characters, but sometimes, you know, the dice do it. Hello, Screeders. I'm finally coming back to the land of the living from a recent sickness. It's been hell. My wife has it now. I probably shouldn't be working, uh, but I am. Fortunately for my clients, I haven't been to too many people's houses. It's been kind of a weird few days for sure as far as leads and such go, but I'm on the road. It's been a minute, but I felt like this is the old days. It's like before the cl thread closes, I want to get in an episode of Random Screed and uh, talk to y'all about what's been going down. I'm so crazy. It seems like just when I'm starting to get interest in Random Screed again, it's when I go on a long hiatus and people can feel like it's gone forever. But it's not. I don't know if it ever will be. I think there will be hiatus, just like anything. 
and I don't really know when my work schedule will change. I'm considering a lot of things, my friends, a lot of things, and that's why we're here today. But I don't know. What I do know, today is Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sat nav man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. All right, I'm apologizing in advance if I've lost anyone's messages to the screed. I should be way better at it than I am, as I say. My apologies. Now let's talk a little bit about what Jason Connerly from Nerds RPG Variety Cast started off the show with as a response to your dead Jim. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, <coughs> I'm still hacking up lungs here. <coughs> Dang it. I'll try and pause it in the future so you don't have to listen to me cough. But I don't know how much I have to add, really. He's right. I think we did everything the way we should. I do feel like that campaign, we've had maybe another 10 sessions, and it's irrevocably changed. Is that a bad thing? Verdict's still out. I know that it feels a lot different. And I also know that the other player who had a character die has taken a hiatus from the campaign. Uh, He would say, and it's my good friend Edwin Najee, He would say that it was because he had other stuff going on and not because he lost a character. But you kind of wonder sometimes if that didn't play a little bit of a part at least. I mean, the campaign has changed so much. Last four sessions, we've been playing uh, henchmen, hirelings, and other characters just to play a different part of the story because a few of the main characters, the casters specifically are busy, and that's one of the uh, other things that I wanted to talk about. So here's a teaser. How do you identify magic items in your OSE campaign? I'm pretty sure maybe somebody else has already done the topic, but I don't know. What I do know is, thanks for calling in, Jason, as far as this death goes. Uh, It's certainly reverberated throughout our campaign, and... In my games that I run, I think that uh, I feel differently about games I play in, which isn't necessarily fair, is it? It's definitely something to consider and think about for the future. Let's do it together, shall we? There's always going to be a random screed if I have to start a whole new website and add on to it. I don't know how often I'll talk into it, but strangely as hopefully... The weather and the season is changing. I'll be uh, way more filled with energy to do so. But I'm rambling. Let's move on to the next topic. I did get to start a different traveler campaign in an effort to try the military type thing. Um, 
there's only three players. We each went through the Mongoose Traveler life path system. I don't know. I just don't know if I like that. I just don't know if I like that system. It's so procedural. It should be easy, but you have tons and tons of options and you don't really know if those options are going to matter. I just feel like I would be better off just clicking a button and having randomly generate the stuff because otherwise I feel like I should be analyzing each thing and trying to push towards a particular type of character. And maybe that is system mastery, knowing how to do that. But I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. (laughs) Maybe because it's so top heavy. And it's create. I like the way that it is creating a story because it's very much like playing a first couple levels of your, you know, your OSR fantasy game, which is you don't really know what the story is until you play through it. And then as you look back, that's the emergent portion of it. That's interesting, I think. Um, just a lot of different thoughts going on. I haven't felt well enough to actually finish the character I had to leave early that night. It took three of us, like, multiple hours. And I think most of that was my fault because I didn't know what decisions I should be making when I was making the characters. With this top front-heavy character generation decisions, I really get analysis paralysis when probably you should just quickly say, yep, this, and then just let the roles define what's happening. Maybe I would like playing it out better? I don't know. I would like to hear some thoughts from people. I should go back and look through my Discord and see how many Carl Rodriguez messages I have that I haven't played concerning space trucking. And I'm, it's, I'm really beginning to feel like maybe Traveler just isn't for me. I don't know. I, I definitely have to give Huskarl a chance to run the game because, I mean, I totally... The guy is awesome. Uh, and so is Carl. But... So far, my experiences with Traveler just have kind of left me cold. But I don't know. It also could be my mood. You know, it's very easy for that to be. It seems like a lot of my gaming experiences have left me cold lately. And I know it's not the GM, so nor the players. Because those are varied and different. So it must be me. Oh, noes. Oh, noes. Hey, Jason, the other Jason here. Really glad you got into Boot Hill. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I've run that scenario four times now, and it's designed as a convention scenario. It's designed as an intro scenario to teach the game to people. So it shows off, you, you know, shows off character creation, which we didn't really do in our session. But normally we create characters at the beginning to show people you can create characters in five minutes. Then we do a barroom brawl to show them the unarmed system. And then we, you know, eventually get to a gunfight. And there's role playing in the middle there. Like you mentioned, um, I, your session was the one session where there was so much whiffing and the other sessions, there wasn't nearly as much whiffing. You guys were just rolling. And even I was rolling really low, you know, during the, on our, during the brawl where in the other sessions, you know, it, it wrapped up a lot quicker. So I don't know, it just the way the dice are, um, I'm, I'm going to leave you another message because my minute's almost up. So as far as boot hill goes, interestingly enough, I, Earlier in the week, this week, as I'm calling you, I recorded an episode with Daniel Norton of Bandit's Keep, and it's going to be released over on his show. I'll announce on my show when that episode comes out. 
But we spent an hour, I don't know if he's going to edit it down, but we spent an hour talking about Boot Hill and house rules. And we came up with some house rules for the brawling system, for the unarmed combat system, to make it less swingy and to give you a little more choice in there. Basically added a brawl, brawl, a brawl experience table. And the more brawls you're in, the more control you have over what move you're actually doing. And, and hopefully that would remove a lot of that swinginess. So if you're willing to do it, I'd be interested to get you to play, help play test that, do another brawl with a new system and, and see if it's, it's more to your liking. C- considering it's trying to keep the feel of the original game, right? So we're trying to keep the feel of the game, but update it just a little bit. I hope that game of Boot Hill 3rd Edition gets off the ground with Craig Brasco. I can't wait to hear. I'd love to play in that. I don't know that my schedule would allow that or that I'd be, you know, even able to join your group, but or Craig's group, I should say, because it's his game. But anyway, I'm really interested to hear your feedback on that because a lot of the systems, the combat systems in Boot Hill 3rd Edition are really the same or very similar to 2nd Edition, except instead of D100, you're using D20s. But the randomness is still very much there. So I'm curious to see your thoughts. Now they do, like we talked about, they fleshed out with skills and some other things um, and, and some house rules in there. But anyway, it was great having you as a player. I really enjoyed it. And I hope to be in a game with you again soon. So take care of yourself. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you again for everything that you do, Jason. I really do appreciate it. I love hearing your episodes when they come out. Thanks again to Jason Connerly from the bottom of my heart because I really appreciate the call-ins. So thank you for that. I can't believe that it's already been, you know, five weeks, maybe six weeks since you put, maybe not that long. I guess February is a short month, right? (laughs) But still, it's March 15th. He probably sent that February 2nd, the day that you listen to the episode, because that's the kind of guy you are. Uh, Really appreciate it. Thank you. And I, you know... Obviously, I can't change my work schedule. It's just not the way that it's going to be. But if we could really try, I would love to play test the combat, to be honest, the, your, for the, the what you and Daniel worked on. I still haven't listened to that episode, but I will endeavor to do so. And it would be cool to, you know, try to play Boot Hill, not as a skirmish game, but let it unfold I don't know how you would do it. I've struggled with that. And I think I have the answer, but I've never actually gotten around to writing the mechanics to make the answer work. I think I have the answer to have interesting campaigns with, you know, old West characters in a straight old West game. Obviously it went on and there were tons and tons of shows and media surrounding this medium, surrounding this type of, uh, story so to say that you can't you know write D&D stories in that it seems unnatural of course i do not believe that role playing games tabletop role playing games create the same st- sorts of stories that many of the media that they're attempting to be inspired by cuz i don't really think we're always emulating the media this is something that i would like to talk with my boy Arlen about at some point because he often says, you know, we're trying to emulate this sort of uh, 
feel or something from certain genres. And I don't know if that's really what we're trying to do. That may be an aspect of what we're trying to do. And it's Captain Obvious to say what we're really mostly trying to do is have fun. But I don't know if we're always trying to emulate exactly. Because if we were, it would be a lot of duet gaming, right? And it's not. So we like the idea of having multiple players to help us tell our stories, our emergent stories together. So that's really interesting. Anyway, I don't want this to ramble on too much, uh, so thanks again. Status report. All right, so con season is starting. I had tons of FOMO last year, and now I have tons of anxiety because I'm going to... What the fuck was that guy looking at? You ever wonder when you're just driving and a guy comes up beside you and just like gives you like a death look? I mean, I don't know what his deal is. Mother trucker? Come on, bit. Let's see some road rage. I'm just kidding, guys. Anyway, I'm going to GaryCon next week. Uh, if you're going to go to GaryCon, look me up. I have very few games that I have uh, set up to play in. I am um, a couple. I got lucky enough to get into Del Tegler's um, Hyperborea game. And I think I'm going to play in a Troika game by my buddy from the Minneapolis crew, John Carnes. And I'm going to run something on Saturday at 2, I think. I don't know what exactly. I know Bill Walters and uh, Robert Nolabert Nemeth want to play, and hopefully that'll work for them. I'll definitely have OSE. And I will have LFG with me. So, yeah, that's the plan. Beyond that, I'm also going to be at North Texas. Uh, we've sponsored a room. And when I say we, I mean uh, Hobbs and Friends, Castellan Games by Eric Hoffman, Mystic Bull Games by Paul Wolf, and Wizard Funk by Thaddeus Moore. They've all gone together, sponsored a room. We're going to be running Forlorn Shores at the whole con every day, every hour. I don't know if it'll be that much uh, of Forlorn Shores, plus another table of whatever else one of us is going to be running at the time, which will most certainly include some legendary Kalmata and uh, some low fantasy gaming, plus, yeah, all the things. So definitely find us. We're going to be in one of those small rooms across from the library between uh, the front desk or the bar and where the con is. It's like the main hallway. We're going to be right there. So stop in, say hey, buy some stuff. We'll have our own stuff there on some tables to sell. Um, really looking forward to it. Also full of anxiety about it. I, uh, there's so many people that are going to North Texas this year. I don't know how I'm going to be able to hang out with everybody. Hopefully they all, I think everyone gets together along fairly well. So I almost feel like everyone will be hanging around the room a lot. 
Uh, there's also lots of nice chairs right outside, so that'll help that environment. Maybe it'll just be, you know, a happening place at the con. Like, here's a list of the people that many screeders have probably heard me talk about in the past. I'm going to be there, as I said, Eric Hoffman, Thaddeus Moore, Jose Lacario, Paul Wolf, John Bird, Greg Gillespie, uh, Eric Swanson, TJ Drennan, Cody Mazza, uh, Ryan and Grady Moore, Blood Moore. Oh my gosh. Um, Stu. I don't know what Stu's last name is for some reason. Maltworm Stu. I'm sure Edwin Najee will be there. All the regular people that are always at North Texas. Carl Rodriguez, um, J.E. Shields, like, it's just a lot of people who don't usually go are all going. Jay Murphy, um, just a massive amount of people are going to North Texas and have contacted me and wondered if I'm going to be there. So I'm really excited about that. Maybe if I would have got all these people to go last year, uh, they would have kept me out as a special guest this year. <laughs> As promised, in your OSE slash BX game that doesn't have the spell identify, how do you figure out what magic items are? To me, that whole process, oh, now I jump off the boulder to see if I can levitate. It's just kind of like masturbating in some ways. It's already happened many, many, many times in your gaming career. Most likely, not for the new people playing OSE, because that's probably fun for them. They haven't already done it a hundred million thousand bajillion times in their life trying to figure out what a magic item does. There's so many things, like we've already mentioned, the dang previous episode was called You're Dead, Jim, that kill you in a game like this. So forcing you to try things seems silly. Especially, why can't we just figure out a way? Why do we have to go to a sage? I mean, aren't shouldn't our guys do some sort of ritual or talk to one of the avatars of their deity if they're a cleric or use shamanism to, or, you know, alchemic type rituals or calculations to drop different types of, you know, mercury on the blade and then if it turns a certain color we know it's made out of this so it was forged in a certain type of way which then means it was likely this sword used by this dude that had these capabilities this is how you enhance your game in my opinion not okay now you have to swing around with the wand and see if webs shoot out or if magic missiles come out i'm I know that I'm mocking a way that a lot of people play. I apologize. I don't really mean it to be offensive to you, but I don't like it. There's no identify spell, so either detect magic should do it, or we should be able to figure it out. And I mean, I can, I can jump on board the concept of having to go find a sage to do it, but at the same time, if you're playing a traditional campaign that already has a story playing out, 
you don't always need more and more and more shit to throw at the wall because more than likely you've already stuck some on there. So why not make it plausible or possible for characters to have a way and don't make it so dang difficult that you're stunting character growth because that is not the answer either, in my opinion. But this is a real screed. I feel like I'm on my game about complaining about something. Let me know what you think. Can't wait to hear from you. Love you all. Hope you've been well. Stay alive. There's absolutely nothing more important than that. Stay alive, brothers and sisters. We've all got jobs to do. Let's do them. Hit it, TJ. Yeah.